0: Welcome, welcome, my friend. This is Dana, this is Words That Move Me, and this is a truly special episode. Because today, I'm sharing a conversation with a person that I have adored at a distance for a very long time, but only really shared time and space with them a few uh, very cherished times. My guest today is Smack McCraner. You may know her as the hydraulic press girl. You may know her as a TikTok star, but if you know her at all, you know her as many many things because she is many things. She is a very multi type, and uh, man, she's talented. She's smart. She's savvy. She's seriously funny, and she's also super. She's also super generous in sharing her experience um of this entertainment industry thing that we're doing. So, y'all are lucky ducks to be listening in on this conversation. Now, if you know me, which some of you may not, but most of you do, if you know me at all, you know how much I value humor and play in my work. Yes. Play in my work. I really do think that is the sweet spot. So, of course, I'm excited to share this conversation because I think Smack is giving new meaning to playful work, and I'm so jazzed about that. I'm so excited to share. But first, wins. <laughs> if you are new to the podcast, this is the part where I share a little personal victory. Sometimes it's big; usually, it's small, uh, because I think it's really important for us creative types. AKA perfectionist types, to take a few minutes out of our day of criticizing and scrutinizing and analyzing to recognize what is straight up going well. So, first, I'll go, and then I will yield the floor to you. So, get your win ready. Uh, today, I am celebrating a play date with my fellow seaweed sisters. We have something special up our sleeves. <laughs> Um, and that was a really evil laugh But uh, the we, our not-so-evil surprise actually does not fit up a sleeve That was misleading to say that um, Our special new project does not fit up a sleeve Unless, of course, it would be a, a very big sleeve um, And all of this conversation about sleeves is reminding me of a joke that I have. It's a very good joke that is now probably ruined because I just ruined it, but I'm going to tell it anyways because I think it's a win in and of itself. Where does a king keep his armies? Where does a king keep his armies? Obviously, he keeps his armies in his (laughs) sleeveys. too good it's too good okay so today i'm celebrating really good bad jokes and also the seaweed sisters new work in the making all right that's me now it's your turn what is going well in your world Let's rock on. I am proud of you. Keep winning. Okay, I probably should also mention, if you are not aware who the Seaweed Sisters are, or what, I I should probably say, what the Seaweed Sisters are, um, they are, we are, one of my favorite things in the world, made up of two of my favorite people, Jillian Myers, Megan Lawson, and me. Um, and if you if you don't know, you can absolutely go find out the Seaweed Sisters on Instagram and also on YouTube, but not on TikTok, which is a perfect segue. Let's do this. Today, Smack and I talk TikTok. We talk social media at large. Um, we talk commercials. We talk contracts. We talk creative spaces. And we talk living the lives of our dreams. And I don't think we say the word influencer even once, I think. I could be wrong, but I don't think we say influencer. So there's that. (laughs) So go ahead and um, grab your favorite snack, bonus if it's from Australia, and enjoy this conversation with the one and only Smack. Holy freaking smokes. I am really, really excited to be... Just hang, I'm really excited to hang out today, virtually, not really in person, but with the one and only Smack McCraner. Hello, welcome to the podcast, Smack.
1: Hello, everyone. <laughs>
0: yes! I'm so excited. I'm sweating already, also wearing a long sleeve turtleneck, and that was not a smart choice. Um, okay, so Smack, I think you and I have only technically overlapped like in the workspace um one time which is cat burns's raggle tackle dance hour where i was absolutely smitten by your performance um but i've been a longtime fan of yours and an admirer of your work and of you as a human so i'm really thrilled to be getting to chat with you today thank you for being here
1: Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. You're legendary. I love you so much.
0: (laughs) Uh, The the love is mutual. It is. It's palpable. I feel it in my armpits in the form of heat. Um, Okay, so the 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 workflow here on the podcast, every episode starts the same. It's troublesome for some, but I ask all of my guests to introduce themselves. So what is it that you would like us to know about you?
1: Wow. Hey, everyone. My name is Smack. I don't know why I'm giving away my secrets already, but my real name is Sarah, <laughs> Sarah McCrina, Sarah Max Smack. I get that question a lot, so I'll just put it out there.
0: I but um,
1: I'm an Australian dancer, actress, comedian, artist, photographer, business owner, I guess choreographer, and creative director, and chocolate lover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Cosign on so many of those titles. But can we loop back really quick to business owner? Talk to me about it.
1: Yes. It's just been a COVID thing. Like COVID changed everyone. Hopefully for the better in most sense. But um so as you know, Ryan, who's my boyfriend and a dear friend of yours and he's he sends his best wishes to you right now. Shout out um, Ryan
0: Confrito. What's up? Oh we my love her. She's so great. We really we're really big fan. Big I mean fans. you're a you're a bigger fan, it's a given. But Probably, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you and Ryan
1: um, So we're are both excellent. <laughs> Uh, We're creative idiots and just basically I've rented spaces before to like do my own production work and so is he and just together we're like let's design a creative space like a studio production space that people can rent from us and Mm -hmm. do all their creative work in and also we can use it for ourselves Um, and so that became a business and we just like invested in this last year um coincidentally the same day we opened business was the same day that la shut down
0: you're kidding um, me
1: for covid we literally had our opening night party and then we got that like notification you know how everyone got one Yep. and it's like hey go home (laughs) i'm like oh happy opening business day (laughs) oh my gosh like the worst timing ever but we had no idea what was going to happen we didn't know how the year was going to pan out obviously everyone was just on edge a little bit Mm -hmm. um so we just did what we could and just went with the flow. But it honestly worked in our favor because both Ryan and I uh, work full-time in the creative world and taking on this business was a little bit scary because it's full-time as well. And we're like, right. we just start a whole new career path right now, just on top of our lives. Um, and with COVID since Hollywood shut down, it actually gave us full-time to just focus and just start all this from scratch and like figure it out
0: nurture this little infancy of a business that you had
1: yeah it was such a big learning curve and i loved every step of it i've always been if i can toot my own horn i've always been a little bit business minded and obviously ryan is a genius in every way everyone
0: knows it (laughs) oh my god it's true
1: (laughs) but we kind of just stumbled upon this and i guess figured it out and because I haven't caught up with you. Um, we signed another lease for a second location just a few weeks ago. So straight after this, I'm gonna go paint some walls and like we're finish, uh, renovating for a second location. Hell yes. Yeah. Take, <gasps> just switching career paths, right? Not
0: switching, adding on a career path. Adding on, exploring <laughs> or rounding out on an interest that used to manifest in other people's spaces. The interest mm-hmm. is the same, yeah. right? exploring for yourself and facilitating exploration for other people which in your own ways you and ryan both do you're like tremendously influential in your in your fields and i think you're really encouraging people you make work that is accessible and helps i in in my view anyways helps people to feel like i want to be making um i my husband is in rapid prototyping he's a machinist he is an optical engineer he is also many things right he's wow. l- like Ryan in that way and one of our biggest dreams is to have a live work space mm-hmm. together um you don't live at the studio do you your is your live space different and by the way we can definitely cut this part if you don't want people to know where you live
1: <laughs> I live at so and so street um, <laughs> no I mean it would be awesome to have I mean I think that's a lot of artists kind of dream mm-hmm. living scenarios and mm-hmm. absolutely i'd love to have that at some point we started small obviously because mm-hmm. we had no idea what we're doing but um yeah at some point to be able to just have a place where i can live create eat sleep i'm like yes. yeah that is a like dream.
0: ah wake up coffee be making that's the dream <laughs> exactly. i i really i'm excited to pick your brain about having big space and all of the things that that means but I think maybe maybe my biggest question is this sounds like a dream (laughs) what parts of it are a nightmare like what could you prepare me for what are the dumpster fires that I might walk into that you could help me to avoid
1: (laughs) okay well I'm gonna start by saying I'm I'm someone that just always goes with the flow so I I think uh something I like about myself is that I really don't try to get upset about certain things because I'm like, who cares, whatever, no worries, Hakuna Matata, because everything usually works out. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, But in saying that, the thing I was most nervous about just, and it's purely just an LA thing is the traffic. I was like, I don't want to get in my car and drive for an hour to go to another place that, you know, but um, I've never experienced, I've been in LA for like 10 years now. And you know, we're always in traffic every day going anywhere. And this was the first time in, in the last decade that I've never been upset about sitting in traffic because I'm going to my own place. I'm going to a place that I love, that I built. Um, so
0: because you're going to a place that you love, traffic no longer carries a wrath over yeah you at all.
1: And like <gasps> it's kind of weird that that was the biggest thing I was not looking forward to just getting to the place. It had nothing right. to do with the place, the business, the stress that it might cause. Um, but I was like, oh, gosh, the traffic is such a chore. But it, so it hasn't, hasn't affected me in a bad way at all because I just am excited to go there. Yes. Um, and then I would guess the other thing that was – that you could probably relate to a lot is um, just scheduling because mm-hmm. our lives are all over the place. Any mm-hmm. type of creative artist or, um, you know, freelancer as well is like <sighs> – you're just always on call. You're always on hold. Some people have multiple agents and stuff like that as well. So you don't always get a full say in things. And mm-hmm. I was very nervous about that. And the best thing that came out of COVID is that that part stopped for me. So I got to take a break and just kind of learn how to do the business side of it. And now it's merging back together.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: sometimes I panic, but it's always a good problem because it's usually things overlapping. Right. So it's just about managing that. But like that's why... We have a team, like me and Ryan together can manage it fine. Like we just, we're such a good tag team in that way. We're just lucky that we can work well like that. And just, we both have similar schedules where we can just pick up for each other and yeah.
0: That is a dream. Congratulations (laughs) and keep winning. That's massive. Oh, we do wins on the podcast, by the way. Every episode includes like a micro win and that win, like having a partnership that is business and beyond is such a massive win oh good on you good on you (laughs) oh which brings us back okay so now i'm moving back to move forward you're from australia you mentioned that but you're from brisbane which is probably my favorite city in australia
1: i didn't know yes
0: um I've been there twice on tours, and I I know Sydney has its thing, and Perth is super charming, and like people have their favorites, but Brisbane is my favorite. It is also where Wade Robson is from, was born, and he's a very special person.
1: Yes, he absolutely is. But yeah. um, I met him when I was a kid because the dance studio I grew up to grew up in, uh, which doesn't actually like exist anymore, it's merged into something else, is where he used to dance.
0: Get out of town.
1: Not for a long time, because I didn't have a crossover pass with him, but it was like the claim to fame kind of thing. where Oh, for sure. Probably once took a class here, but it was like a thing. And he came back when I was a teenager or a tween and did a master class. And this is me in Brisbane, a little bogan Aussie kid, didn't know anything about anything anywhere. And I just remember he picked, he pointed me out and he like made me dance by myself. And I was like,
0: (sighs) whoa!
1: I was like 12, so... He, uh, I really like him Massive
0: shift <laughs> I love those moments um, Okay Jumping ahead in time You live in Los Angeles You are a person Who works in with with different paint brushes, be it as an actress, a comedian, a full blown dancer, you did have the So You Think You Can Dance moment, which <laughs> I th- thought was phenomenal. I don't know what your experience was with the show, and we can talk about that if you'd like, or we don't have yeah, to. Love- but it feels like you've had your hand in a lot of different, um, you know, parts of the entertainment industry. Is there is there one place that you love to be working the most?
1: Um. Okay. I think because it was something I had never experienced until I moved to LA. I am a sucker for the commercial industry. Let's go. I mean, I guess I think this is where like as a dancer, you know, it's really typical that we're behind someone. It's like the whole backup dancer vibe. Not that that's a bad thing at all, but once I've booked my first commercial and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of the main thing here. My ego just went, okay, this is all I want to do forever, thanks. I love it. I'm I'm always trying to be that person, you know, like I I like to entertain people, like to make people laugh. And I think I just had a really good first experience with it. And then as it went down the path and the the flow started to get real nice. And I don't know how it fell into that, but um, it was just commercial after commercial for a little bit there. And I was like, this is real, really nice.
0: I could do this for my living and you did. Yes. And you could do that for your life. I really
1: could. And you could.
0: And I will. There it is.
1: (laughs) But I'm a bit of a scatterbrain, so I think I love how short all of those jobs are. Sometimes it's literally half a day. Sometimes it's a week. I've not really done a commercial that's more than a week, honestly. So I love little pockets of jobs and gigs and it's always a different scenario and I kind of love that.
0: (laughs) Pockets of gigs that (laughs) keep filling up even after you're done working. We we talked uh, in a previous episode. I had Money March on the podcast, and we talked about residual structures and I how. To it. Oh, did you? Absolutely, because I am a sucker for all that
1: stuff, and I have learned stuff from experience. But even just listening to you break everything down again, I was like, gosh, there's just so much that people don't know about, and that I don't know about. And it's like, how do we even find all this information? From you, obviously. (laughs) Uh,
0: From Words That Move Me podcast. Go check us out. Uh, Thanks for being here. Um, Well, I'm glad that you listened to that. And if you haven't, go back and check out... If you, the listener, not you, Smack, haven't, uh, then go back and check out Money March because we do talk a little bit about the nuance of the difference between commercial or TV film uh, or music video contracts. Very cool stuff. Glad to hear that. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about how... You can take a love for the commercial industry and turn it into its own little sub-career by doing whatever the hell you want on social media. And yeah. I might be a little too liberal when I say that. I don't know if that is actually your approach, but that's what it looks like when I watch yep. your your stuff on social media. I'm like, she's doing exactly what she wants to be doing. And that's attractive because all of us inside wanna be doing what we wanna be doing. And most of us aren't, which makes people like you all the more attractive. Um, So I wanna talk a little bit about social media. Um, Today's a big day for me, everyone. Oh my God, what happened? I- Oh my God, you downloaded something. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: Get out of here. I
0: got TikTok today
1: wake up my my pet bunny by clapping so loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I downloaded TikTok today.
1: Okay. Well. Okay. Let's start. So let's-,
0: let's start. Let's start. So here's what I want to do. I want to take two different points of view. Let's say that I just downloaded TikTok today. I have no videos, no uploads, and no views and no followers. What do I need to know?
1: Okay. Well. Um, There's also two parts of that as well, because what do you need to know as someone who has potential as a creative or just someone who's lurking? Because it doesn't matter for you because you're not just a lurker, you're someone who-
0: I'm I'm excited to engage because for a long time and people listening, people who've been listening for a long time know this, I've got thoughts about TikTok dances and the trends and challenges and things like that. My thoughts (laughs) were not really helpful most of the time. They were just kind of grumbly. To boil it down, my thought was TikTok celebrates mediocrity, I celebrate excellence, I can't reconcile these two things. With just a little bit of thought management, I can absolutely reconcile these two things. You can be excellent on TikTok, you are proof. So I'm thrilled at the possibility of that, and I can also decide that I don't like it after having been in it. Why would I decide I don't like it from the outside and just say no to something forever?
1: I think that's the first thing is people go into some sort of pressure, like, okay, I've got to become famous tomorrow. I'm like, guys, chill out. It's going to happen at some point or it's not going to happen at some point. Just have fun.
0: Just just have fun. Just do the things that are exciting for you. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not a lurker. I'm not here to watch. What do I need to know?
1: Okay, I think um, I always try to tell people because I do get people asking me just for general advice across the board. I'm sure yeah because everyone's like should I just do these trends I'm like yeah you can do those trends but just like don't do something that is not enjoyable because it's just unless you're making fun of it which I do sometimes but like literally Mm -hmm. if you're sitting there watching cat videos all day long do a cat video like do something that you enjoy watching because otherwise what what is the connection there because why are you doing it then? So obviously we're dancers, we're creatives. It makes sense for you to do something that's movement-based if you like doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think TikTok, what I love about it compared to other social media in the past, anyway, is that literally anyone can get rewarded, acknowledged, yes. viral if that happens. Yes, can.
0: yes. This is this is a core belief of mine. I believe that dance is for everyone. Yeah. I, I don't love dance that is elite and exclusive. I like part of the part of the charm, I think, of the Seaweed Sisters and what we make together is that it is human dance and creature dance, and it is not s- dancer dance necessarily. We're still trying to figure out what exactly it is, but yeah, dance for everyone. Okay. So Uh, at the beginning I was not a fan of Instagram either I had similar thoughts about Instagram I don't need this it's gonna destroy all my time that I have and whatever um and then I realized that what I was actually avoiding was shipping like producing I was really good at having ideas not great at making them happen and certainly not great at sharing them or getting feedback about them so I wanted to improve this you know This creative workflow this life cycle of an art baby and I decided to do a video every single day on Instagram I wound up doing like 400 and some and eventually I saw like you know I left my rule is always be rolling like I have footage upon footage upon footage I got very good at knowing myself on camera knowing places and other people and boundaries and the frame like boundaries of the frame and boundaries of other people and of myself um and of my audience even oh my god learned so much can't even can't even explain how much i learned if you're listening to this episode and haven't listened to others go back and listen to episode one i go in on my doing daily (laughs) year but towards the end i caught myself in between takes hating what i was doing but People have a good bull eater. I think for the yep. most part, people love things that are authentic and and that are exciting to the person. And so if you're not excited about what you're doing, it's not going to hit. So I think right now I've got like six different interests that I want to play with, and I'm just not sure what to do. So that's my next question. This is totally okay. selfish. Do you have to do one thing? Do you have to choose that you are the funny youtube collaborator person or you're the hydraulic press girl or you're the um j- jacket kick girl or like what
1: um yes and no it either way can be brilliant because i've seen it happen both ways mm-hmm. i've seen it happen both ways with myself because sometimes i go through a month where i do one thing and it um has gotten me amazing opportunities because of it and then sometimes i do different things every five minutes and i get amazing opportunities from it and i'm like cool so i think um you're obviously smart enough to know how to brand yourself. You already are a brand. You already have everything. You have all the resources in that sense. Um, I think TikTok is the perfect platform to not overthink that.
0: Oh, fun.
1: It's very rare that people are just going to your profile to look at the whole thing. It's, Mm -hmm. they just come across your videos. Yeah. Yeah. Because people (gasps) see your videos without having to follow you. That's the difference between but at least in my head, the main difference between Instagram or the old Instagram and TikTok is that Instagram, only people who follow you are seeing your work. So mm-hmm. it is kind of like Instagram seems at least for uh, for creators, it seems a little bit more like a professional standard. Like I absolutely make sure every single week on Instagram, I post something that shows, um, my face because I book work off my freaking image. Yeah. Um, I have something that's dance-related. I have something that I'm speaking in. I have something that's a bit more professional-looking, like even posting a commercial I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, Just so if anyone looks at it without even having to scroll, they can see all the five or six things that I try to represent in myself. TikTok, I think it's like you can really get rewarded for just doing. It doesn't have to be a pattern at all. But then you've obviously seen people who have done just the same One thing. Taken off. And yeah, it's just such an experimental thing. Oh, I love. It's a playground. It's a playground and it's really good because if it doesn't work out, it's like not going to hurt you at all. Like if someone doesn't see your video, you're like, okay, cool. I'll just make a new one. Wow. That I didn't, I didn't ever
0: consider that.
1: I think just like, like people don't care enough about how much you might care about your work. I know that sounds really harsh, but that's how I treat it for myself because I'm like, "Hey, this is fun, but I never go. well, people like that song choice though?" I go, "I don't care. I love this song because people don't care."
0: So, lower stakes, higher reward.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I think TikTok really thrives in that sense. And I would try to if you were really trying to push yourself and you're, maybe your maybe a main struggle is you're not comfortable with just sharing, if you really wanted to push yourself, just be like, okay, this week I'm going to share um, two videos a day, three videos mm-hmm. a day, mm-hmm. and five videos an hour, whatever it is. They don't have to be anything important. It doesn't have to be polished. It doesn't have to be rehearsed. Love. Just try something because that's what people like watching. It's literally like a reality TV show. Not every scene is perfect. So just do it. Just like Nike it. Just get it done. Just post it. Don't sit there re-watching it too many times. Just press... Post like
0: JPP just (laughs) press post just go I that was maybe one of the things one one of the most rewarding things about my year of Instagram because I knew I would just be doing it again the next day the release part got really natural it it was way less precious than I had been treating things before but at that point you're right the I think what Instagram is used for has changed dramatically that is even an understatement um but yeah it is like this living breathing resume get to know me place and i love the idea of that being that and then having a freaking playground to go play at it's something that i that has truly been missing in my life is this idea of play i know i'm not alone um but the seaweed sisters fragmented during covid we were all in different places um the places where we play were all shut down so all of a sudden i found myself shockingly doing quite well because i also have a business brain that i love to nurture and a kind of a homebody that mm-hmm. didn't get to really thrive until 2020 and i thrived like no pants and lots of plants that was sort of my my <laughs> 2020 i had a great time but at, at a certain point i found like oh i haven't really played in a while And in one month I like purchased roller skates, enrolled in clown school, like fully enrolled in clown school and was shopping for a dog. I was like, all the play, give me every, all of the play. Um, So adding TikTok to my play plate feels totally appropriate and I'm thrilled about it. Okay, so now now, second perspective, let's imagine that I've been on TikTok for a long time. I have 1.5 million followers. What do I need to know? What does that uh, person need to know?
1: I think the main thing that people realize once they start getting a following is that the journey of consistent likes is just, like, ridiculous. goes up and it's down. It's like it's not going to happen. Yeah, so as much it annoys me, like, even yesterday, like, I might post something in an hour. I've had things go to 5 million views in an hour. Yesterday, they posted one and got 100 views in 10 hours. So it can, like, super drastically change, and it's just the... The playground of the algorithm. So I think, um, like, as much as it can dishearten you, just like, just let it out. Don't talk about it. I catch myself sometimes being like, "Well, cool," but you know what? I'll just post the same video tomorrow and see what happens because no one cares. Literally, no one cares. Oh, but the
0: experimental element of it really speaks to me.
1: And I, you know, for me personally, I approach a lot of things with humor the fact that I might post the same video of myself seven times in a day with like, you know, kind of making fun of myself. Sometimes that's worked and I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks TikTok. Like it is it is absolutely the the best platform in my opinion to just make a fool of yourself if you're down for it. And yeah. then yeah, fully experiment and just like, just don't, just no worries. Yeah. It doesn't like it's almost it's better if it's less polished. It's the rehearsal room and then Instagram can be the stage.
0: <laughs> that makes total sense. I love it. Um okay, so on this subject of of kind of on the subject of comparing those two, I have a question about ownership and credit. Um oh, yeah. and and <laughs> I saw you post something recently. It was a screenshot of somebody DM'd you saying like, please stop with the sponsored content, it's annoying. <laughs> and you responded, or you said something to the effect of, sorry, I don't get to decide when Instagram sponsors my content. Yeah. And that sparked, that was like a great living, breathing example of this question that I get all the time. Does Instagram own my stuff or do I own my stuff? And I've done a little digging, but please weigh mm-hmm. in if, I, if I'm wrong on this. I think that the bottom line um, is that social media is a public venue. It is public space. So although you, the, the creator does retain the copyright of, let's say, that image or that video, um, because we're engaging in the space, we've accepted the terms and conditions, we've agreed to face, Facebook's non-exclusive, transferable, sub-license, royalty-free, worldwide, they can use it the <laughs> wherever they want of it so is that what has happened to your post and do you are you aware of when that happens
1: well okay this is a very specific one um there's definitely so many versions of this but this one the reason i reposted that is also because i'm always self-promoting myself and that was a way for me to be like hey yeah i'm getting paid to do this this is a uh-huh. job that i'm doing Aha. Um, uh-huh. playing the game where i'm like oh but um <laughs> whatever that translates to but I love telling people about this kind of thing because this only happened to me a month ago. So I'm like, anyone can do this, in my opinion. Um, but I'm now in a contract with official Instagram. So that's why they're using my videos for their sponsored ads. But I was honest when I say, I don't know which ones they're using. Because ah. yeah, we're on a contract where they, um, I'm creating certain videos for them. And Mm -hmm. at the moment they've got maybe like 10 or 15 videos that I, that they have access to use, Mm -hmm. but I don't know which ones they're going to use and where they're going to pop up, but it's a contract. So I'm fully down with it, but that's, that was that specific post. But then there's, you know, every day, even this morning, like a, a bunch on TikTok, I'm always getting sent, um, people it's really cool that like in the past year I've kind of got this following where people are recognizing me in, in my specific videos. So if people see people post it that isn't me they're like hey that's smack and I'm like that is so cool that people are like recognizing me in that way Yeah and I'm definitely humbled by that that people go out of their way to be like um that's not your video I'm like dang those people are cool but I'm seeing that like all day every day my videos circle around the internet and people are reposting them obviously my name is not attached to it and I think you can be really upset about that or in my opinion The videos that are going viral are kind of videos that people aren't doing.
0: What are you you talking about specifically, those ones?
1: Yeah, different random videos that I would have just done that completely, I don't think about too much, but the hydraulic press videos, that has become a series that I've just kept going because- It's
0: evergreen, it's evergreen. I mean, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I get very excited about those videos. I think I've watched all of them and I do have my favorites. I could sum it up by saying anything where your shoes fly off. But I remember my husband showed me the Hydraulic Press channel when we lived in Sunnyvale. So this must have been... 2015 maybe that channel on YouTube popped up and he's a yeah. machinist and I'm a mover and I remember watching it and be like oh that's great that's so funny I could watch this all day and then I did but I didn't get up and move to it that is where that is that is where 1 plus 1 equals a million you have a hydraulic press crushing stuff that's one and that's really awesome and then you have an incredibly aware and talented physical being recreating it with her body, and uh, that is one million. Like that's one plus one equals a million. To me, that is that is nothing better than that. Um, I just think the world of those videos and of you for having the whatever whatever it was that got you up off your a- into a pink <laughs> outfit to embody what, like unicorn horn or something.
1: Yeah, um, was definitely a fluke, but I'm not mad at it. You know, because usually that's what I mean. Like with the whole experimental thing. That was literally a split second. I had a five minute window to film something. I was like, I just want to quickly film a video. Cause I'm going to be sitting down for the next five hours. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I just randomly have a lot of outfits. I have a lot of block color outfits for audition Same. purposes, no branding on it. And I, I love that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I was wearing like a full, I was wearing a yellow shirt and a pink and pink pants. And obviously the hydraulic press videos, the original ones are so viral. And I always see people duet them. So it's side by side videos and the duets are, oh their reactions and they uh, go hella viral just oh, yeah. from people watching it they're not even talking nothing they're just watching the video that's next to their face and they go viral and i was like "Huh, i'll just be the hydraulic press and it was yes. it took that long to think of it i did it yes. i did one take uploaded it done so i'm like, like i don't think it through or anything i just watched it i saw it melt down and go up and i was like that looks like a freaking yoga move easy yeah <laughs>
0: That's Florbama.
1: I know this. I know this. But yeah, so it really is but then that's the kind of stuff that at least for me personally those are the videos and other things that are kind of in a similar nature that have gone everywhere. They're on the front page of front page of Reddit like yep. there's even some random celebrities like reposting them and even if my my name isn't on there, I know that if the time happens where someone important needs to find out who it is, they can. But
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you for that insight. That's that's a really empowering position. Um, And also thank you for staying on track. This subject was credit. I forgot about that. It's something that's very much at the forefront of my mind right now. Um, In the Heights is about to come out. I was one of the associate choreographers. Chris, the choreographer, Chris Scott, um, Mm -hmm. is really, really adamant about, you know, sharing credit and making sure that people are aware that this was a team event. Um, of course he was steering the ship and I just, I really so admire how much attention and effort he's putting into sharing this credit. And, um, I just, I, I don't know enough yet. I've fully watched two videos inside of TikTok today, (laughs) but I don't know how that works credit or captions or like there is no, place to know who started that dance
1: it's really it's really wishy-washy which can suck as a creative because I'm all about being ethical and I sometimes spend hours or days finding the person who kind came up with something and then six months later you find out they stole it from someone else and you're like damn it (laughs) Uh I gave credit and they didn't even think of it but like
0: which kind of makes you wonder there's a purity spiral of credit like if we're really gonna get granular about it exactly like
1: Like everyone's inspired by something my hydraulic press videos were literally inspired by the hydraulic press video but mm -hmm. i think just because of my position and like what we know as professional artists um i love giving 100 percent credit where i can well i mean if i can't then i usually just don't use that idea like if it's not mine Mm -hmm. i don't want to use it or i love the this is what i love about tiktok and Instagram now, the duet feature means you can put the original video next to you, which is why I started Look recreating that. It. Because I was like, I could just do this or it worked in my favor that you can see it side by side. So I actually love doing duets because then i giving credit by captioning their name and visually yeah. giving credit to them, which I, I really like doing that just to be someone who wants to give them credit.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, that's good to know. That was, That's a good newbie newbie lesson um okay i want to do a quick little burnout round um the first question that i want to ask is actually maybe not a burnout question this is kind of maybe a hard question if somebody asked me this today it would take me 45 minutes to answer <laughs> um but i would love to know what do you want to do the most
1: oh you know what my whole entire life is just make someone giggle that's it i really don't i i uh, The two things I've always thought about since I was a kid, because I'm really haven't leveled up in terms of like my, what I do or who I am. I've been like this since I was about eight and I've always been doing this stuff. So I love it. That's, I literally, I just love being an idiot, a professional idiot.
0: Um, A creative idiot. I really like that. I like that even more than creative director because let's be real.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: some creative directors (laughs) at at the core are creative idiots um
1: title yourself whatever you want so (laughs) so
0: so this is it you're doing it
1: i i'm happy with this (laughs) i really am i've been doing it for so long like i mean even when i chat to my good friends from australia like when we're teenagers they've sometimes pointed out being like man, you've never once changed. Because even back then when I was 16, I was like, guys, we're doing a music video to Toxic in the car park right now. Like, put on your outfits. And I have videos of that on YouTube. Like, I just was always that person.
0: Uh, I will be sharing that in the show notes to this episode. <laughs> FYI, can't wait, can't wait.
1: Um, but yeah, so I think I've always just loved making people laugh. And the other thing that I love just from my own experience is, um, because we all idolize people. And I would love the, to have an impact on someone the way that my idols have impacted me to the point where the reason I am today is because of like these two comedians that I grew up watching, Lenon and Woodley. They're 100% the reason why I do anything. And I'm like, if I could just somehow spark that motivation to someone, I don't want any credit for it at all. But I'm like, dude, that is awesome. Cause they gave me this kind of sense of freedom to be a fool. Like they, I just love them so much. And if I'm okay, I'm tooting my own horn a little bit here, but just because I, I just, it gives me the feels, but these um, people that I idolize, like the fact that later on in life, it came full circle where they were then watching me perform and were congratulating me on my career. And that is something that I'm like, I, since that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I have, my life is made. I don't, Need anything else? I'm I'm fully content with that. Uh, yeah, so That's something that I'm like, that feeling is really special to me. And it would be just cool to know that like, ah, maybe someone else is trying to do a hydraulic press squishing routine because they saw
0: mine. <laughs> 100% they are. <laughs> yes, 100% they are. Um, okay, so if, if you're tooting, then I'm going to toot because... Yes, you just reminded me of an incredible story that I don't think I've shared on the podcast before. Oh, my God, tell it, please. So I'm 34 now, which puts me squarely in the midst of NSYNC and Britney Mania when I was like going to concerts for the first time mm-hmm. and stuff. True story. Okay, who was your first concert?
1: Kylie Minogue.
0: <laughs> <gasps> Work. Mine was Ricky Martin. So basically, same. <laughs> Okay, I love that. Yeah, exactly the same. Exactly the same concert that we went to. Um, Okay, but I really, really loved NSYNC. They were it for me. I knew people would get into fights about Britney or Christina. I didn't really, I mean, I I love Britney, but I didn't really get into that. But if you tried to tell me the Backstreet Boys were better than NSYNC, I would literally fight you. Yeah. Now... In hindsight, I've worked with both groups, love them both, adore all. P.S. JC was always my favorite, and JT knows this. I have made it explicitly clear. He was so full out. I just love, I love full out. Mm. Anyways, yeah. I would, I watched Bye Bye Bye, and every, I watched every single music video and every VMA or live performance, had them all on VHS, studied within an inch of their lives, Mm-hmm. And then when I performed with JT uh, during his MTV Video Vanguard awards, he brought the boys back <gasps> okay. and they did a little bit of of bye, bye, bye. Oh my. And I was helping Marty out on the project, and it became my job to help, recall bye 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 and there was a moment where the the gentleman from NSYNC asked can we can we film you doing that so we can rehearse and oh it was just God. like <gasps> you have no idea how full circle like I watched you I, you're watching me I I learned this from you now you're learning it from me it was the wildest that is incredible. the strangest I had to I had to like I had to take a seat later yep. and just recall how 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 you just never know isn't that know.
1: feeling just like, it's, you'll never forget, you know, I, I love never that. I'll never forget that moment.
0: I'm dripping yeah. now. I'm so sweating so much. <laughs> um, okay. Now we get into the rapid fire round. This question came up in last week's episode, which was a live episode I did with a zoom yeah. audience. And uh, the question is you are on a desert Island stranded for perpetuity, as long as all of your contracts are, and <laughs> you get to have eight songs. Ooh, oh my God! eight songs? I know. Oh my God. I, was so, I was so mad at this question.
1: Okay, eight songs. A Boogie question. Wonderland, Shake Your nice. Groove Thing, um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Um, Why did I woo. not have
0: any Queen on my list? Well, that's <laughs> technically not true because I had Christine and the Queens, but it isn't. Okay, keep going. Keep, going, keep going. Close enough. Keep going.
1: I would say the song Sarah Fleetwood Mac. Oh, okay, I've done four. <sighs> it's your namesake.
0: Um, Is that what you were named after?
1: No, I was named after my mum's dog. So fun. Um, but I do love I'm this
0: song, through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> When I asked my mom, she's like, yeah, I had a dog named Sarah. I was like, cool, thanks. Love it. I love animals. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, what else? Oh, um, oh, you know what? If, even if it doesn't exist, a song that Ryan plays piano, I don't, anything, just him playing yes, piano. Yes, yes,
0: Um, <laughs> I think I have three more. I totally lost track.
1: Yeah. Uh, the theme song of Lena Woodley, which is the uh, comedy duo that I love and um <laughs> this is so weird i'm thinking of a jingle of a commercial that i i don't think i don't want to use that one never mind oh not
0: not hot pockets
1: <laughs> no hot pockets. no it was definitely an australian jingle and i can't even remember the the brand of it so i can't use that um oh my god i have two more i've done disco i've done um, i feel like i need some like 80s yeah
0: yeah
1: oh uh, uh... I'm probably going to put in some Spice Girls.
0: Wow. 90s. But I just
1: don't know which one. Maybe Wannabe?
0: Probably Wannabe. Unless you wanted to do the ballad. What was their ballad? No, I don't have time oh, to. Oh, to, oh, to, to Uh Two, two into one. Is that what it was called? To become I one.
1: <laughs> I don't have time for slow songs on the desert island. I don't. Okay,
0: okay. You're busy. Chris. You're going to need the energy.
1: Maybe. Um, oh, my God gosh i just want to look my playlist is only eight songs anyway um <laughs> and that's I've, I've been listening to the same music since i was born that's why
0: i, I don't know anything all so, throwback. okay i'm gonna give you one more because i completely lost track what do you think oh,
1: i mean I maybe abba yeah. something abba
0: okay i'll take it <laughs> same question but with dance steps you get oh to do eight God. dance steps again for forevermore
1: okay cool i would do a, a just a great pose because i'd don't like using energy but I love a pose um, I would probably do the worm um, a front walkover, just basically all my freestyle moves <laughs> I really will... the
0: book of, the book of moves
1: <laughs> the book of moves um, I'm, I'll put in my jacket kick even though that's not a dance step but oh what, it definitely what, is what have I done? Four it's, an, it's an arabesque yes thank you thank you so much
0: mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and your hip is down by the way your placement is ace
1: it's done in the mouth jeez I feel like can I just put in, like, a simple, like, touch-step-bounce kind of? Yes, yes. That's yes. what I really want to do in my life, you know? Like a step-click, but a bit uncoordinated and dorky. Ooh, um,
0: got it. So less swivel in the hips and just more vertical. Just, just more vertical bop.
1: We like that. More mum Oh, vibe. we do. No we offense, do. mums. Um, geez, what else?
0: Um, I don't know about you, but I definitely have a serious relationship with pot de and ron de no, i can't wow. free. if i had to pay someone a dollar well, we're on the subject of credit <laughs> if i had to pay someone credit for every time i do a ron de Jamme or a pot de Beret, i would have no dollars i would have no home uh, yeah fully in <laughs> debt like like ivy league debt for using those steps that's it for me
1: you know what? TikTok has made me realize that obviously I use the same eight steps over and over. So in,
0: <laughs> in your face.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this is my eight steps. um, And I always do a pelvic thrust and whether that's comedic or serious, I always do one. So we'll put in a pelvic thrust, but it was a creepy don't worry, It's never like perverted club scene style, unless that was what it called for.
0: <laughs> in which case, if it was called for, you would do it.
1: Um, I think I have one more move and like, I can't, I can't do it. But I just like I really love my boyfriend, so I'm gonna put in Ryan's uh, backflip to his head move, and it will probably end my life on the desert (laughs) island, but it will go out with a bang.
0: (laughs) Kamikaze. It would go go out with a snap, probably.
1: <laughs> It'll be like, uh, beep, bop, done.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll also be linking to a clip of Ryan doing this move. I, I can find a clip of him doing it, like, 9,000 <laughs> times, back to back, it's back on to
1: back the, um, Yeah, it's on the the old um, intro for So You Think. for so you Yes, Think that's right? him.
0: That's the move. That's yeah, it. In my guy.
1: lounge room when I was a kid watching the first season in Australia, which I didn't really watch it that much, but I, all I remember was that. And that's when I started to learn headstands in my lounge room. I was like, oh, hey, Ryan.
0: <laughs> and now he's your boo cup business partner. Done. But wait, you can't tell me that you do not also remember Blake McGrath's shoot the duck forward jeté thing. Oh yeah, yeah, do I do. That. But I
1: was more more into doing the headstand because for sure less energy for some reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All about conserving energy, like minimum input, maximum output. That is what you do tremendously well, and I I'm celebrate the you for that.
1: hard worker ever. <laughs>
0: It's an yeah. excellent thing to be
1: Yeah, I love it. I I love being that kind of person.
0: I admire it. You inspire the shit out of me. I'm so <laughs> thrilled to have gotten to talk to you about these things that I've always been curious about and so many more. So, we're going to we're going to wrap this up here today, but okay. you and I are have have plenty of making to do and plenty of catching up to do. Congratulations on the new space. I can't wait to see it.
1: Oh my gosh, for you, you and Ryan. You have to come over and do TikToks together.
0: (laughs) I'm extremely down. And unlike my husband, I love painting. So if you need a paint partner, I'm happy to do that with you. I could do it all day long. I love it.
1: Gosh, well, I'm going there right now. Not that you have to come right now. But um, (laughs) also, because I was obviously telling Ryan I was doing this, and we just want to hang out with you. So please. Yes,
0: let's hang. Okay, thank you so, so, so much. Thank
1: you so much.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Well, my friend, I hope you enjoyed that chat with my friend Smack. And I hope that you begin preparing for the day that someone asks you for the eight songs you would choose to listen to in perpetuity forever as you are stranded and probably sunburned on a desert island somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> that is it for me today. I hope that you dug this episode. If you are digging the pod, please go leave a review and a rating. Is so super helpful to me. But the most important thing to me is that you go keep it funky. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Me again. Wondering if you ever noticed that one more time almost never means one more time. <laughs> well, here on the podcast, one more thing actually means two more things. Number one thing, if you're digging the pod, if these words are moving you, please don't forget to download, subscribe, and leave a rating or review because your words move me too. Number two thing, I make more than weekly podcasts. So please visit thedanawilson.com for links to free workshops and so, so, so much more. All right, that's it now, for real. Talk to you soon.
1: Bye.